I've prayed to be in this situation and I'm blessed to be where I am. You know what? Let me just appreciate what I have because what everybody have. doesn't get this. Hey, this is Stacey West, and this episode is called No Excuses Life After College with Shandra Earl. Welcome to Getting It Right. This is episode 003. I have a very important guest today. His name is Shandre Earl, but you guys can refer to him as Shan. All right, don't call him by his full government. All right. Exactly. You don't like people. Don't, <laughs> I don't like people like that. Just call me Shan the man. It's all okay. good. It's all good. Shan the man. That's it. Um, but Shan is very important to me. I met him while I was in school. He's very motivated, funny, encouraging, and he's always there for the people that he loves. Like no matter what. Uh, just a little background on Shan. I met him at Norfolk State University. Uh, 16, what was it, Shan? 1669? 1669. 1669 over there in Spartan Village. Uh, shout out to Kayla. Shout out to the trio. Shout out to the home team. Nisa, Chanel, we love y'all. Hope you're listening. Uh, but yeah, 1669 literally starts and marks my first day in college. Uh, we had a lot freshman year, like a lot of turnips, but a lot of fun. <laughs> Success wise, Shan was the SGA president. Um, he is a man of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Yo, uh, he studied kinesiotherapy in school, and now he's a kinesiotherapist. Uh, so this is why I really wanted to do Shan with this episode because this episode is called No Excuses. And it basically is going to talk about success after college and how to keep your head in the game. Because uh, uh, after school depression is very real in my eyes. In school, you have all these accolades and all these successes that you have. But once you graduate, you start with a blank canvas. Uh, you agree with that, Shannon? I definitely do agree. I definitely agree. Yes. So this podcast is going to just basically help you guys stay motivated after school Specifically with this episode, Shan's going to drop some gems on how he maintained his success and how he's building himself back up after Norfolk State. Okay, so Shan, just a few questions for you before we get started. Like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where are you from? How is the industry that you work in and why you like that industry? Okay, well, I'm originally from PG County, Maryland, uh, over in like the Largo area. Moved mm -hmm. down to the um, 7-5 around 2006 for my mom and dad's job. My uh, stepdad is in the Army, and my mother works for AT&T. So just ended up moving down to kind of, like, change my life, change my whole aspect of how life was for me at the time. It kind of changed, like, where my life was going. Like, I don't, I don't think had I moved, I probably would be where I am today, which is probably a good thing. Mm -hmm. So definitely was different. Um, the industry I'm in, I am in the medical career field. I currently work for Bonsacore Health Solutions, the mm -hmm. company. Um, so we off, it is at In Motion Physical Therapy. So it's an outpatient physical therapy clinic. And there I do, I'm a rehab technician as well as the sports performance specialist. So I do strength and conditioning where I have people who come in just to do fitness. So we do personal training and as well as I'm the fitness coach for the Hampton Police Academy. So pretty much I work out all day, every day. Yes, and that's why I love you. Like as you talking, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. All the stuff that he gets done. But I remember and Shane, like as these opportunities came about, like none of these were promised. Like you were always dropping a chat, like, all right, y'all, I got this interview for this. 
like Shan, you always kept going and you always built on what you had because you didn't start out with all of this stuff, right? Yeah, not at all. Not at all. I think especially like when I first graduated, I started pretty much at like ground zero. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's really hard, like, especially for somebody in the medical career field, like just being, you know, leaving undergrad, I was actually just talking to a coworker about it yesterday. It's like when you graduate undergrad, it's like, okay, cool. Easy part down. Like, you know, the step one of like 75 done. Exactly. So it's just like you have to find that one stepping stone, that one person that's going to give you a chance or that one, you know, opportunity that would really help you get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. So like when I graduated, luckily I was able to do my final internships where with at hospitals and at other like VA clinics and stuff like that. So I made good connections and good networking opportunities. Mm-hmm. So pretty much I just stayed in contact with those people. And it's just like, you know, whenever they had an opportunity for me to interview with somebody or opportunity for me just to get my face out there. I was there. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing about it is I ended up getting the job with Von Secor because actually one of my older brothers through Kappa, he works for human resources with Von Secor. Mm-hmm. So once he found out, it was like, oh, you know, you're trying to get a you know, physical therapy, therapy job. I work for a hospital. So let me just go ahead and you know, plug, plug you in. So I you know, did a little application. And another thing that always deters people is like, you know, application job application for anything in the health career field it takes like 65 hours to do because it's just so long it's like you know it's worse than like retail jobs you know the retail jobs always have like those crazy questionnaires yeah hospitals are worse than that it's like they have yeah yeah, like they ask you any and everything and it's like you know you have to go so it's like after you go through all of that so i did that so you do the application then after after the application they do like a phone screening where they just pretty much just ask you know what are you doing what have your goals been? What have you done, you know, in the field and outside the field? Because with mm-hmm. healthcare, they have to make sure that, you know, you're still just motivated in general. You can't just say, oh, I've just been chilling just trying to get this. Yeah, you got to be well-rounded. Yeah, you have to be well-rounded. Yeah. So, it's being there, like, applying to be a part of the FBI or something. That's exactly. very detailed. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they need to know any and everything. So then after, like, the phone screenings and you have – I had, like, I had two interviews. I had one interview – was with my actual clinical coordinator at the time and then after that I had an interview with my rehab manager who happened to be pregnant at the time so it just was really weird it it, it was just like wow this is like really weird really quick Uh and then and the interview was really random because it was just like she was like rushing through the interview because I guess she had stuff to do too so I had like a little small window to make a very impression to kind of get my foot into the door yes so I had to use all these different tools that I learned and all the knowledge I had gained from like my internships and just really trying mm-hmm. to push myself to do better. Exactly. Which is, which is always what I always try to do, you know, and always try, you know, as you say, you know, encouraging other, everybody, but also taking the encouragement that I give to other people mm-hmm. and applying it to myself. Cause you know, you don't want to be like super encouraging. It's like, Hey, yo, you know, you can do this, you can do that. But then when it comes to yourself, it's like, Oh, I'm just sitting here. I'm just yeah. chilling. You can you don't really take the same advice that you give out a lot of times. And exactly. Also, like just to kind of put all that into perspective, you're not in it alone after you graduate from school. You know, you have people that you can reach out to and network to. And even if it's somebody that you only be like, what's up to at homecoming? You can reach out to that person or like just it's simple networking. Yeah, but simple networking. I will say you have to come with something. So you have all of those internships and things that you did previously, which is why that person believed in you to plug you in. Mm-hmm. So, and if you don't have that right now, it's never too late to start networking. Like homecoming is coming up. 
So you can get down to homecoming and be just talking casually, like, oh, hey, you know, what's up? What are you into? Oh, I'm doing this or I'm in this industry. And nine times out of 10, somebody knows that, you know, somebody that's in that industry. So, you know, use homecoming wisely. Yes, turn up time, but also try to use that for your advantage, you know, to advance yourself career wise or entrepreneurships and or whatever you want to achieve. So, yeah, that's definitely what I did. I, I always use homecoming. Like I even use social media. Like there's people who used to be in the kinesiotherapy major at Norfolk State. And while I was studying for the KT exam to, you know, become a registered kinesiotherapist, I would just send them DMs like, hey, I'm mm-hmm. studying for the KT exam. You know, although, you know, we had like a professor, Dr. Burrow, who would send us study guides and stuff like, you know, I know you've taken it and passed it. I know you've taken it. You know, what do I have to expect? What can you know, what can I do to prepare better, prepare yes. myself? And then it's just some it's some people who really like, you know, really helpful. Like one of one of my real close friends, Matra, who's in PT school right now for physical therapy. She was so influential in helping me pass that exam because she just so like, you know, look at this, read this, look out for that. And mm-hmm. then you should be good and go from there. Exactly. And those little pointers go a long way. Exactly. So why do you like the industry? Uh, I love it because it's just like, you know, you know me. I hate I can't be I can't just be sitting still. I, I need some kind of excitement in my life. And mm-hmm. before I started with Bon Secours, I had like. I know it's like I had like so many random jobs, but nothing was fulfilling me. Like, you know, I had a job where I was working with kids in the summers, you know, during the summer and like teaching them and helping young boys, like, you know, become better and further their education at the time. But then that just that just wasn't really doing it for me. So then I started. I, think, I remember I worked at Toys R Us for a day or then I, <laughs> I worked at I worked at One Life Fitness for a month. I remember because you I thought, working like, there. Uh-huh. I remember. I thought, remember it was like overnight from like t- from midnight to seven a.m. Yeah, and I was I like, you know, this 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 is not the way for me. Like, you know, it's in it's kind of in the career field, but it's not really in the career field. But exactly, it's, like that probably that one like fitness experience may have actually led to the other experience that came about as well. Or like, oh yeah, most definitely. You know your background, so you know don't feel bad if you're in these dead end jobs or these jobs that you're not fulfilling. You have skill sets that you can learn from these jobs. Mm-hmm. So they're all stepping stones. Yeah, my most recent job before Bon Secours, I worked at Tidewater Community College in the admissions office, like, you know, yep. helping people get into community college. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that had nothing to do and nothing medical. But I was nothing. just really helping people, you know, further their education and trying to motivate them and seeing other, you know, seeing people come to school to, you know, really get that first step going. And then, mm-hmm. you know, just thinking like, you know what, I'm helping people get there. I really need to push myself to keep going to where my goals are. And that's exactly. what really that's what really pushed me to really go for that bounce course step, because it was mad intimidating thinking like, oh, I don't even think I'm ready or I'm qualified for a job at a whole hospital. Yeah. Like, don't doubt yourself. So that goes into my next question. I know you're going to say you're proud of yourself because you made it this far in your industry. But overall. Mm-hmm. Why are you proud of yourself at this very moment? Nine oh two. What's today's date? The ninth uh, of October. The ninth, the ninth of October. <laughs> Why is Shane proud of himself? I uh, I would say Shane's proud of himself because, and you know, not to you know, not to be cliche or not to be corny. The quote, um, my good brother <laughs> Langston Hughes. Okay. But you know, like life just hasn't always been a crystal stair. So it's like you know, it's always those hurdles. It's always something that, you know, might hinder you or always might try to stop my grind, stop my hustle. Mm-hmm. And like, you, you know, and you know me, like when something doesn't go my way, I just, I don't be with it. I'm mad. I'm up, I'm like, yo, I'm blown. I'm about mm-hmm. to just, you know, go into my shell and be a little Eeyore for a day. But it's like, you know, 
as I've gone, as I've gotten older, and as I've really experienced more, I've I've, I've used those experiences to really push myself. Like, yo, mm-hmm. don't stop. Use this and learn from it. You know, you know, it's never mm-hmm. it's never something that's going to stop you. And then it's just like, you know, this is really just ground zero. Still, like, you know, I've I'm doing so well, and I've literally only just begun. Yep, it's so only it's, the beginning. It's li- and it's just like you know the sky's the limit. Like I was telling somebody the other day, they were like, "Oh, you know, you're 25, you're only a baby." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm only a baby. I haven't even touched my prime yet." Like you no, know, not yet. Like I can we're only like appro- we're approaching it. <laughs> yeah, like I can only imagine what like you know the mid 30s is gonna be like for me. Like oh, you know, probably. you already know I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be that super cool uncle with the super fly job that's showing up with the cook at the cookhouse with no yes, food, but I got all the free. liquor. Yes. Just, you know, have, living my best life in my little Carefree. B-roll voice. You like, you know, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's just like, you know, like, so I would say I'm proud of myself. It's just like, you know, this, uh, you know, living that, you know, exuding that positive lifestyle, exuding that, you know, learning from experiences and, you know, kind of just like, you know, sometimes I know it's, it's like, you know, living like Stacy, like, you know, just positive oh. vibes, just thinking like, you know, thinking the best. It's like, you know, yes. That goes into the next point, the positivity part. Like, this is the mm-hmm. mental. What exactly is positivity to you? Because I know when people think about being positive, they're thinking about, like, jumping up and down, like, 10 seconds of the day, being happy and cheerful. But that's not the case all the time. So, like, what is your definition of being positive? Um, My definition of being positive is, like, you know, it's it can be it's a, a mixture of kind of like you know just like you know that that jumping up and down but not really jumping up and down but like you know mentally inside just forcing yourself to jump up and down like you know sometimes how like you know we'll just randomly practice seven positive days of just yes. like you know nothing but positive thinking so mm-hmm. sometimes you might just be like yo bro like i'm tired i don't feel like going to work i ain't mm-hmm. got no energy but it's just like you know i saw i saw a meme one day and it legit like changed my whole mindset on a lot of stuff it's like you know switching i have to with I get to. So instead exactly. of saying like I have to go to work, like I get to go to work. Or I'm bored I'm bored at work. It's like, you know what, I get to be bored at work because I prayed to have a job. I prayed to be here right mm-hmm. now. So like literally today, like I the schedule I had to work today, I worked nine to eight today. And that mm-hmm. whole day I really didn't even treat patients the whole day. I was really it was like I was at a slow clinic. We didn't really have like a lot of patients coming through. So I really was just doing discharges all day. And then, but you know, you have to force yourself to not focus on the negative aspect of, oh, it's slow in here, I'm bored. But you know what? I prayed to be in this situation and I'm blessed to be where I am. You know what? Let me just appreciate what I have because everybody doesn't get this. Exactly. And like, and use this opportunity to, you know, better myself. Uh huh. That's the, that's the biggest thing because people always see the negatives in the situation and the negative thought leads to the next negative thought. And that thought leads to the next downward spiral. And we're not feeding any of the positive thoughts. It's kind of like, hey, I'm over here. But, you know, you prayed to get this. Like, what's going on? Why are you neglecting me? Yeah, it's like, what's going on, big fella? Just how you feed those negative thoughts, you need to feed the positive thoughts because they're going to grow and overpower that negativity. Mm -hmm. Um, So seven positive days. Yes. I just started doing it. uh, Actually, when did I start doing it? Okay, it started yesterday. However, I will say since I'm not perfect, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you start seven yes. positive days, you got to start over. It'd be like, you, you know what? Start Let over me go ahead yes. and start over because yesterday was, yes, was kind of yes, rough. Yes. Today was a pretty rough day for me, but it was a perfect day to restart and regroup. Um, exactly. So instead of thinking about everything that went bad today, I thought about everything that went good today. 
And mm-hmm. I came home, I wrote in my journal, and I was just like, well, you know what? This day went like this. This is how I could have did things better. And, you know, I'm going to have a good day tomorrow. And exactly. if I'm not going to have a good day tomorrow, I'm going to be thankful that I had a day tomorrow. So I think that's good Perfect that you're still doing things. seven positive days and um, keep that up. Uh, as far as seven positive days, I know my rule is I can't think of anything negative. As soon as I think about it, I distract that thought with something positive. Is there something else that you do with your seven positive days? Um, if besides distracting myself with something negative, I'll think of like how could this how could this situation have been much worse? So let's say okay. like, oh, let's say like I'm like I must like I remember one time I was I was so blown. I left I just left work. I had did I had another long day. I had a twelve hour day, and then I left work and I got a flat tire. Ooh, that's hard and to watch. And I was like, <laughs> yo, like, how did I get a whole flat? But then I'm just like, you know what? I was on the phone with my sister, and she was like, um, so she was like freaking out with me, like, yo, like, you got a flat. What you going to do? What you going to do? And I'm just like, you know what? This could be worse because what happened, like, the weekend prior, I had just helped a friend change her tire. So at this point, I already mm-hmm. knew I had all the tools I needed. I knew what I needed to do, how I could change it, like, you know, all that. So I just kept thinking to myself, like, you know what, Shan? Change it yourself. Throw on the spare. You know the little hood spot that you can go to to get the tire, like, you know, uh-huh. to get the tire plugged up so you don't have to buy a new jump. Exactly. And you then, went like, into full execution mode. Yeah, like, it could have been so much worse because at the end of the day, I could have been on a road where I was in the middle of nowhere with no service and no light. But I happened mm-hmm. to be, like, you know, lucky and blessed to be in an area where I could pull over to the quick little Seven Eleven. I, you know, I was I tried to put air in it, but the tire was like, nah, bro, like ain't no air going in it. <laughs> I'm done. My yeah, life is I'm tired. Like, take me to the king. Like, <laughs> take me to the king. So Jesus I had like, has you know, took the wheel. <laughs> exactly. So I had to like, you know, just take it off, like you know, put the little spare on. But it was like, you know, I was able to really finesse that situation. It's like, you know what? Uh-huh. I, I, you know, I changed the whole tire by myself. I didn't have to call my dad for help. I didn't. Exactly. I didn't need nobody's help. The situation could be much worse because you know, I, it could have been more than a tire. It could have been like the engine or like some other random mechanical stuff that i don't know anything about yeah that's perfect so it's like you went into full execution mode and kind of broadening that situation that you had into everyday life Mm -hmm. so you went into full execution mode and you knew what you had to do because your mind went back to the stuff that you already know so i wouldn't use that as an example as you being out of school right yep you know in school you were sga president uh, you were involved in many activities. So you have different skill sets from when you're in school. So mm-hmm. now that you're out of school, you're kind of at ground zero. Then you go into full like execution mode because it's kind of like, all right, I need to do something about my current position. So I'm going to pull from these skill sets, get this job, do this community work, talk to these different people. So my next question to you are like, what are the most three important things for execution? Uh. Of course, you know, one the f- number one is always a plan. You have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. Number two is, you know, it sounds mad. It doesn't sound like it's going to make sense, but it's, you just have to be ready for it. You have to be ready for everything to go left. Like, exactly. you, you have to have the plan. You have to be ready for about step number four and or five of said Murphy's plan law. to just not work. You got to be ready for it. Just be like, <laughs> like, it's not going to happen Done. for me. <laughs> yeah. But then step three, you just you just have to be ready to be like, Take a moment, take a breath, and be like, all right, remix. Flip it and reverse uh-huh. it like you Missy Elliott. Missy. And then you're good to go. Because at the end of the day, once you figure out how this plan didn't work out and now how I'm going to make it work with the situation that I'm now presented with, you surprise yourself with so many different options. It's like, yo, like, 
mm-hmm. how I just fixed the situation is much better than my original plan to even begin with. Yeah. So that's the beauty. That's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah, like I do. I do that so many times. I'd be like, "Yo, like I'm a genius. Like, why didn't I? Uh-huh. Why didn't I even think of this initially?" But it's just <laughs> like, and I think sometimes it's like as as young people, and then even young people today, like we're so as like you know, pe- I, honestly, I hate the word millennials because I hate for people to classify us. Exactly. Because it's just like we we're a group of we're a generation that can't be classified because we're so we're so different. It's such a variety of people around us. Like you know. Like even we like you know, yeah, none of us, none of us are normal. Like you know, me, you, me, you, and Philip are just three totally different people. Uh huh. So we we think different, but it's mm. just like we're different, but we're the same. But it's like you know, we're all the same age group. But you just have to be ready for everything. And it's just like if you're not ready for every, if you're not ready for anything, then it's just like nah. Like you can't yeah, you rush your, you can't rush yourself into anything. Yeah, you're gonna like you're not ready for anything. You're gonna get overwhelmed when yeah. life starts coming at you. And so life you will come at you fast. Oh, it'll come at you real fast with no breaks. So it's good. I hope everyone took away from that execution part. And it's just basically like getting right to it. Like don't hesitate in life. Make these goals, talk to these people and get where you need to go. Yeah, don't uh, hesitate, but don't rush at the same time. Because, you know, like, exactly. people our age, they, they want to rush so much. You get out of school, and it's like, yo, I have to go straight into I have to go straight into grad school. I have to go straight into this job, straight into this career. It's like, yo, like, nah, don't, like, don't let these people rush you. Like, nobody nobody else is on this timeline but you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's, a process. it's like with me, like, you know, my timeline is so different than everybody else because I'm in the medical career field, so. I'm not going to be able to move as fast as somebody who, just, you know, was like a business major or was a psychology major or something like that. Because, you know, yeah. my requirements and, you know, my skill set and my knowledge that's required is something totally different. Yeah, I've been, I was everywhere when I first graduated. My first job was marketing. And, you know, that's Phil's position. Like, I yeah. wasn't in no damn marketing. And then after that, where did I go after Longer Foster? I worked at Nordstrom. And then after Nordstrom... Where I work, I had another job after Nordstrom. Was was after was Nordstrom? Was it Nordstrom and Enterprise? Yes. Then I went to Enterprise, the carpenter place. Yeah. Like, yeah, because I, I mean, you did like the little managers program job. Yeah, manager program. That was a good program. Like it taught me a lot. Granted, and then now I work at a bank, so it's kind of like now I'm back into finance. But my first job, as far as marketing, is now helping me out with my side hobbies. Like I discovered my like quote-unquote passion for my first job but now I'm back as my everyday job from what I studied so it's mm-hmm. like I'm very happy my first job out of school wasn't finance I'm happy it was marketing because I discovered a love for marketing which is beautiful oh yeah I'm so glad my yeah. first job out of school wasn't at the hospital because I'd have been a trash employee because <laughs> it was it's just like your your mindset is different like you know your, yeah. your drive is different your effort is mm-hmm. different so it's just like you and then you don't you don't appreciate everything at the same like yo had I been, exactly. had I worked at the hospital Low-key, I probably would have been fired because I was still so, so pressed and so ready to kind of still be young, still be in the mix with all my friends uh-huh. and still yeah, do this and still do that. that. I would, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have been focused on all all that I'm doing right now. It would have been like, oh, I got a patient. Oh, well, you know, I can cancel on them. Maybe I, like, you know, mm-hmm. I'd have just been trash. You don't, yeah. you don't want to be trash at what you love to do because then it's just like you produce trash results and then it's just like, yeah, nah, get them about it. You miss out on your opportunity. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm money wasn't an issue what would be the first five things you do if money wasn't an issue the first five things i'm doing uh first things first i'm paying off all the bills that no debt no debt there's <laughs> no debt for me i gotta just be free 
Second thing, I know it sounds like, you know, you know me and me and food. I'm going, I'm getting me the best waffle I can. I don't, I don't care where it is. I'm just going to find a good waffle. Anywhere. Just, you know, know, on my treat, you know, treat yourself because you got to treat yourself. I agree. Um, The third thing I'm going to do is I would invest in a hospital somewhere to where Mm -hmm. I could just become like, you know, not the sole owner, but like a heavy, you know, a heavy head in like that hospital system to where uh-huh. I could learn the business of a hospital, but also have a, like a strong hand in helping people at this hospital. Like, you know, oh, whether, yeah. you know, whether it be like the surgery aspect or the rehab aspect or like, you know, anything like the nurse and all that, just, you know, just being really hands on with helping others get better and helping others, you know, be healthy and better themselves type stuff. Like, you know, they would appreciate that. Yeah. And then let's see. So that's that. That's three, right? Uh-huh. Uh, four, I would make sure, I would, of course, you know, got to make sure my nephews are good because, you know, I love the fuse, you know, the, the big three. <laughs> yes, they're can't, so cute. Can't get enough of them. Can't get enough <laughs> of them. And then five is just take care of my people and my Drake voice. Like, you know, just take, mm-hmm. make, make sure all of those that I care about are yes. good because if, if y'all not good, I'm not good. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people. I feed off y'all energy when I need it. So it's yeah. just like, you know, it's who beautiful. can I run to? Who can I run to? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Shan. This was really, really good episode. I feel like we dropped a few gems for everyone. I a hope bit so. Of motivation. I hope, uh, yeah. Let, you got to get the people what they want. Get the people what yes. they want 2018. Beautiful. And I like to end my podcast with a quote. And I say the quote, and then you tell me what that quote means to you. Okay. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so death is not the greatest loss in life. What does that mean to you? Um, I would think that quote, it means to me of it's not the greatest loss in life. I think the greatest loss in life would be a lack of drive and a lack of effort for that person. Mm-hmm. Like, so basically saying, like, you know, yeah, death is a, it's a real tragic loss, like, you know, to lose somebody and not really be able to be with them and see their smile and talk to them. But to lose yourself and to lose your drive and reason for living that mm-hmm. would be the greatest loss to me because it's just like, you know, why are you here? You know, exactly. It's who are you like helping? Or who, yeah, literally, the walking dead. Like, you know, who are you helping? What are you doing? What's your purpose? Like, you know, what, mm-hmm. why did, you know, at the end of the day, why did God put you here? Or why exactly. did you, how did you lose that reason? Mm-hmm. That's, I feel, that's the same way I feel about that quote. I couldn't word it differently. Death is not the greatest loss in life. Like, the greatest loss in life is not living your life, you know? Exactly. You got to take those steps to live your life. And that just goes back to everything that we talked about. Live your life. Like, don't worry about trying to get that number one career right away. Like, enjoy the journey. Like, your journey is your life. Yeah. So once you get that career, yeah, once you get that job, you're going to be happy for a little bit because it's kind of like, oh, my God, I got the job. And then now you're going to go back into that full-blown, like, journey to that next part so the the mass part of your life is the journey mm-hmm. and people the always forget that yeah it's the journey so like the greatest loss in life is not death because like if you like regret or you don't take advantage of your journey your whole life you have regretted things your whole life you have wasted but if you enjoy that process you enjoy your life you will enjoy your milestones and you'll keep growing mm-hmm. exactly it's, I think I think as young people, we forget that so quick. We just want, like, you know, the picket fence and 
the good vacation on the beach with the little coconut and just, you know, mm-hmm. sipping, sipping and just chilling with your spouse. It's like, nah, like, enjoy that journey when you're sitting there and you're just doing, being young and dumb and yeah. just doing stupid stuff that she's going to look back and laugh like, yo, why, why would I even do that? Right. But it was all a part of it. Like, yeah, like, you, like, I always tell people, like, sometimes you just want to laugh at yourself. Go look at your old Facebook. <laughs> like oh, that, I just did that the other day. Yeah, I did, I honestly did that last night, and I was I was just horrified with some of my old decisions. But it's just yeah. like you know that journey is like sometimes you you went through a stage where like you know nobody could tell me anything because I nothing just, at all. I was untouchable, like you know unbothered face- to everything. Yes, my Facebook photos are on private. Like nobody can even see those. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should do that because there's some Facebook photos I'm looking like yo, my friends yeah. wasn't my friends. Yeah, I got me out here looking crazy. <laughs> But yes, but thank you again so much, Shane. Like this conversation has been blessed and very motivating. So no problem. It's my yeah. pleasure. My yes. pleasure. Follow us on Instagram, getting it right. G E T T I N I T R I G H T underscore. And it's gonna be a recap of this episode. Um, please repost it, like it, comment, tag, anything. Uh, but just show some love. And then Shane, you want to get your Instagram out there too? Hey, sure. I, you know, I love a love a little follower. You know, make sure you know, follow the page at <laughs> Shane the Man. S H A N T H E M A N N. You know, I had to put two N's on the man. Be a little different. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Shane. We'll uh we'll be seeing you on the social media. No problem. You know, I love a Stacy. Always my pleasure. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you too.